coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Danger Hour. I'm your fancy pantos, Jamesy Poo. Hi. <laughs> it's lovely to see you all, and I appreciate you listening. Oh my God, James! Did you find a new toy? Well, as a matter of fact, right when I was about to press record, I looked down and I happened to see an object laying on the desk next to me. That's right, and it's a uh, cardboard tube. I think it went to paper towels, and my no good wife left it here, and I got distracted, and I'm like, hey, I can do something with that. And I'm going to show you a little trick. Okay, a little, uh, eh, is it one of my talents? You be the judge. I'm going to demonstrate my impression of a didgeridoo. <clears throat> James, that was fucking dumb. All right, I know. You know what? It's been it's been hundreds of shows, and I'm just trying new things once in a while. All right, I'm trying, and that's more than I can say for most of yous out there. Just fucking showing up, not really trying. Um. Well, James, um, I think it's proven that uh, the person that just shows up the most, they're the ones that get the rewards, James, and the promotions, because they're more consistent than you, James. They're reliable. People can count on them, and they can count on you to be a fucking idiot. Oh man! Oh man! You know what? I was going to say uh, happy Pride Month to you, but now I'm not going to. James, what are you implying? Nothing. I'm just saying. It's June, and that's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. James, why are you, why are you looking at me like that? Uh, no reason. Happy Pride Month. James, I... Just say thank you. Thank you, James. You're welcome. I have a, an idea. Speaking of Pride Month... You see that the, some of these businesses are, are uh, flying rainbow flags, right? With that simple gesture, this company is letting you know that they care about you and they love you. And they support you for who you are. Now come on in and spend your money. Aw, that's nice. It's nice to know that these, these companies really care about you, huh? As a matter of fact, I saw that the store IKEA had a flag, a rainbow flag flying too. And I thought, wow, look at that. Even Ikea, those uh, Scandinavians. What are they? <laughs> Look, I didn't do very good in uh, geography class. Uh, are they Swedish? There's some white country up there, right up there in the corner. Anyhow, that Ikea store is known for <laughs> whatever they sell, you buy it and you put it together yourself, right? You do it all yourself. So I had a thought. It's like, hey, since Ikea is famous for selling furniture that the consumer has to assemble themselves, is this flag pretty much telling the LGBTQ plus community to go fuck themselves? 
That's stupid, James. All right. Well, they're not all winners. Speaking of, Rainbow Community, can we call it that from now on? That's my idea. Just call them all, <laughs> you people, all them people, call them the Rainbow Community. Because, look, I'm not shitting on you. There's just too many letters to remember and too many letters to include when you're talking, you know? The LGBTQ+. It's like, can't we just put an umbrella like the Rainbow Community? And that talks about all of them. Whatever you're into, that's not normal. That's you, the Rainbow Community. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, don't even say anything. I, I see you looking at me like that. James, <laughs> because you know that you're wrong. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm just a stupid asshole in a dark room talking to myself. All right, just trying to lighten your day. You, the listener. Not you, the listener. With my ignorance and my rapist wit. Anyhow, speaking of the gays, I was thinking uh, about bleached assholes the other day. Oh, my God, James. Tell me more. Oh, all right. All right. So I think, I don't know. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen a bleached asshole. And you might all think that I, maybe myself, have a bleached asshole, but you'd be wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to it. But, I, I you know, I had a, this thought exercise and I was thinking, why would someone want a bleached asshole? If anything, I think I'd like mine to be darkened. <laughs> that way, if I'm fooling around with some good looking fella. Oh! This is all hypothetical. Relax. Like, let's say I'm super gay, right? <clears throat> let's just pretend for a minute. <laughs> and I'm on the, uh, what's that, uh, the gay one called? The uh, scratch box. It's, uh, scruffies. Scruff? Scruff? Is that what it's called? Is that the gay tender? I don't know. Who cares? Let's say I'm on the, scr the scratch box and I'm like swiping whatever way you're supposed to swipe to get guys to like you. And then I match someone, right? And I go meet him in some park bathroom. And then, you know, I pull my pants down. And then <laughs> if I'm all super, you know, bleached, wouldn't any dirtiness be completely obvious? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? If you get your shit darkened, you darken your butthole, then if you have like a little bit of shit back there, you know, you're not going to turn off the other fella because it'll be inconspicuous. That's right. It's like the opposite of having a black car where you see all the dirt. This way, my butthole will hide the dirt. I mean, this seems pretty obvious. Why, why don't people do, do people do this? I don't know. I'd probably call it, uh, <laughs> you know, all the, all the, uh, everything gets like a nickname to it. So you'd be called like the black hole bunch. Like, oh, I'm, uh, my name's James. I'm, um, I'm down to hang out and meet in park bathrooms. And I'm part of the black hole committee. So um, there's that. Come and get it, fellas. All right, happy Pride Month. <clears throat> anyway, uh, on to bigger and better things, like me. Oh, my God, James. Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right, so I recently returned from travels. That's right. I visited foreign lands. I interacted with the noble native peoples. I explored many sights and sounds. And I dined with fine cuisine and drink. That's right. I just came back from the South. Um, then that means you did literally none of those things, James. Oh, man. You said it, not me. I'm not going to put down the fine folks of the South. I'll tell you what. Yes, I recently went on a journey with my family, and now I have returned. And now, because I have a microphone, I will tell you all about it. But I won't do it in the way like your, uh, your annoying aunt does it, where you got to sit in a fucking room and look at all these slides, and she tells you all about each slide. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cut off all the fat, just get to the nitty-gritty. All right? 
I'm just going to stick to the extremely interesting and hilariously funny events. That's all. I highly doubt that, James. Why are you such a hater? What is your problem? I'll tell you why, James. Because you didn't take me along on your southern trip, James. And that's bullshit. I work hard, and I want to enjoy the spoils as well. Oh, all right. All right. Listen. You know what this is. You know what you are to me. You know what purpose you serve. Don't get any delusions. Now shut up before I make you sit in the corner and put your nose against the wall. You understand? Yes, James. All right. Moving right along. So let me tell you all about this. <clears throat> My vacation was pretty much split into two halves. The second half was designated to visit my cousin Dominic. Who? That's right. Last year, he retired from the Coast Guard. That's right. He's a Coast Guardian. Guarding, guardian of Coasts. So when he started his career over 20 years ago, he was stationed to be in Hawaii. That's right. One of those party time islands. And by all accounts, his, I mean, he had a great time. He was a young buck. Enjoying the lands and the peoples and mostly the drinks. Also, though, guarding the coast. Mm-hmm. Then he was shipped to San Diego, California to guard that coast. Uh, so, so far, I'd say he's two for two. What a pretty good gig, huh? Shit, maybe I should go guard some coasts. You're too old, James. All right. So after Hawaii, he was sent to... Uh, to San Diego, and that was cool for me because then I got to go see him. He's only an hour and a half away. So I would drive down there and visit him and, uh, you know, have good times and whatnot. And then, you know, a few years after that, he got shipped off to Florida. It's like, Jesus, man, that's uh, it's pretty far now. <laughs> and I was a young, poor kid, so I'm probably not going to see you. But a few years later, I went out on my very first plane ride. Oh, look at that. And it was to see Dominic. Who? In Florida. But the kind of shitty thing is he didn't have the cool side of Florida. He had the Gulf side, and he kind of lived like in the middle of nowhere. So I went to visit him. <laughs> and first of all, that motherfucker got me sick. He picked me up from the airport. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, Dick, are you sick? Yeah, I got a cold. And then before you know it, I had a fucking cold. And I was all stuffed up. And that's where I learned, uh, what's that thing he gave me? You fucking, what's it called? You snorted up your nose. Cocaine, James? No, no. I know it's Florida, but not cocaine. It's like a medication-y thing. Zycam. So he's like, check this. He's like, here, have some of this stuff. And you, you squirt that shit up your nose, and dude, it breaks apart all that nasal blockage. I'm sure it does a lot of damage to your nasal cavity. Probably eats the shit out of it. But dude, you, you feel like you're not sick at all. And then him and I would go out and, and hop bar to bar, have a grand old time. And I'm sure that we spread our filthy germs all amongst the other bar patrons. But you know what? We didn't care. We were young, dumb, and full of cum. Oh, my God, James. That's hot. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> so with this one bar we went to, uh, he's like, ID, fellas. And I show him my ID. And he's like, California? What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, I'm here to see him. Like, Whatever. Go ahead. Have a good time. And yeah, he lived on the like near the Tampa side. I think like 30 minutes from Tampa, but like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I didn't really get the feel of Florida. But anyway, I digress. So then, uh, you know, from there, uh, once I left, he met a woman. And then he wound up marrying her. And then the next time I see this fucking guy, he's got a wife and a kid and, and two kids. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? 
And then he went up to uh, Kodiak, Alaska next, way the fuck up there. And I really regret not going up there. But I, I couldn't pull it off at that time. I had some uh, I had some obstacles that I was trying to overcome, and I could not I could not do it. But goddamn, I wish I would have been able to go up there to visit his ass. Anyway, the next time I see him, which is years later, he comes back with a wife and two, three kids. Three kids now. I'm like, fuck, dude. And then, uh, you know, he goes back to Florida. And then he's shipped to South Carolina. And that's where he finishes up his career. And uh, now he's got four kids. <laughs> so it's like every time I see him, there's uh, some new thing. The reason I'm telling you all this is that you can establish how how often I see this guy sarcastically. Um, so there you go. So now he's retiring from the Coast Guard last year. And he's like, hey, man, you want to come out to my retirement? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. He's like, yeah, man, they're going to go all out and have a big ceremony and everything. I was like, yes, got the tickets. I'm like, we'll be there. And then the evil <laughs> COVID turns its head. <laughs> you want to leave to go have some fun? Well, not if I can help it. <laughs> And then it ruined all my good times. Oh, my God, James. You're being so insensitive. Thousands of people lost their lives, James. And you're complaining about missing out on your vacation? And go fuck yourself, dude. This is a comedy show. It's not about dead people. It's about me and my loss. That's the important thing. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Anyway, (coughs) moving right along. So, yeah, the whole thing got canceled last year. So this year... You know, things are, are opening back up. Things are looking good. The, the COVIDs is pretty much extinct. It's all gone, right? That's what they're telling us. It's all gone. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll come out this year. Does that sound good? And he's like, all right. Yeah. So I had my vouchers for, uh, for the trip. So, dude, it's like a free vacation. It was all paid for. Look at me. Look at me and my free trip. Um, that is not the way it works, James. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. It's like finding money in the laundry. It's, it's like free money. So anyway, I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend a week with this fucking dude. But I'm going to go out there a week early and just bounce around and explore the South. A few spots that I've always wanted to go to. Now, I couldn't go to all the spots, but, uh, you know, I couldn't make it work this time. But I did what I could. So the first half of the trip was planned for activities and exploring. So let's get into that now. We get to LAX a little bit early because I'm not sure about the COVID protocols and it's, it's going to... You know, make things a lot worse or a lot longer. So, you know, they tell you, get to, get to the airport two hours early. That's what you need to do. So that's what I did. I think like two and a half hours early. Because you don't know. I don't know. I don't want to worry about it. I'm on vacation mode, bro. I just want to get business done with and just be in the airport. And now I'm, pff, I'm coasting. No anxiety. None of that extra shit. So now we get there like way too early because it doesn't take very long to get through that processing horse shit. Oh, but then my son's bag gets flagged. I'm like, oh, no. And then they hold it on the side. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm thinking like, great. What is, what's in there that they're even suspicious about? He's got no electronics. He's got no liquids. Like, there's nothing in there. Any incriminating evidence. They're not going to find it. And then, I'm, you know, the same shit when a cop is driving behind you and in the road you start getting like a little, oh, no, I'm a little, I'm a little guilty, but I'm not doing nothing wrong. And so I'm kind of confident that there's no problem. I'm like, well, what is, what is this going on? Who knows? So then finally this older fella comes over and he opens a bag. He's like, anything in here you don't need to worry, I need to know about? I'm like, I can't think of anything. And he's snooping around. Yeah, we saw a few uh, strange looking objects in here. Some round objects. And I go, oh, are they, you mean baseballs? 
And he's like, oh, you got baseballs? And he, he's snooping around. He's like, oh, there they are. Yep, three of them. That's what it was. They look real, real suspicious on that machine. I'm like, all right. And so uh, we, you know, packed our shit and we were on our way. He brought the balls for obvious reasons. So we can play catch. What are you, what are you, crazy? Got to keep his arm going strong. You know, he's in travel ball. Can't be slouching. Anyway, so now we're in the airport. We got like an hour and a half to kill. It's like, fucking A, man. This is annoying. And I, I think that these fuckers do this on purpose. They tell you, you better be here two hours early so that you get everything done. You're not having to do, 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 do. I think it's a bunch of horseshit so that you go spend money in their bullshit gift shops and their restaurants and their bars because you're just standing around doing nothing. Oh, well, I might as well. Hey, you want to go get something to eat over there in that restaurant we passed by? That looks like a pretty good spot, huh? Yeah, you want to go get a beer over there? <gasps> hey, man, I forgot my fucking headphones. Let me go buy a pair. Oh, I'm going to get a Snapple. I'm going to get a snack. All that kind of shit. Now you're spending a bunch of money and they're just like sitting back <laughs> right into our trap. Anyway, so I fell for it. I tell the wife, I'm like, hey, you want a drink? Okay, I'll take a glass of wine. And so the bullshit thing about LAX at this time is that everything's all closed off. So you can go buy stuff, but you can't sit in the seats that are, oh, they're too close together. But yet you can sit in the fucking airport in your seat and wait for your stupid goddamn plane. It's such bullshit. So anyway, I go up to this dickhead and uh, I go, hey, uh, I'll get two glasses of wine. And he goes, uh, OK, well, we have a new policy where if you buy alcohol, you have to uh, you have to buy a food item along with it. I was like, oh, my God, another way they're squeezing a few dollars out of you with these motherfuckers. I'm like, OK, I will take two glasses of cab and this Snickers that will pair nicely. And so he goes, OK, that'll be thirty eight dollars. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Did I order a whole bottle of wine? Because I thought I said two glasses. Goddamn thieves. Anyway, we, we uh, get in the plane, and now we're off. Now it's started. How exciting. Even though I fucking despise everything about <laughs> airports and flying. It sucks, dude. I've never flown first class, but that seems like a crazy amount of money to spend just to be miserable for a few hours. You know, once you're, once you're landing, it's like, all right, that's over with. But that miserable time of getting to the airport, waiting around, boarding, Sitting there, it's loud as fuck, and the ding, the constant alerts, and blah blah blah. It's a, it's it's a really annoying process. Uh, it's it's, uh, but you know, you can't beat getting to the other side of the country in four and a half hours, right? Anyway, let's just talk about the good stuff, man. Why am I bitching about all kinds of stuff? That's what you do, James. You bitch. Okay, you're right. Anyway, so the first stop, we fly into Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. It's like, all right, we're here. How exciting. Can't wait for that southern hospitality. And uh, we're walking out of the uh, plane, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't know where to go. And I'm just following all these people. It's like, I guess they know where to go. I'll follow them. And then I see this pilot, and I go, hey, excuse me, which way do I go to get out of here? <laughs> He's like, oh, down there. And I'm like, hmm, that guy really wasn't, uh, there's no southern hospitality with this guy. So far, I don't like it. So then we go down this uh, escalator. And then we, ha- we got to go in this train, a super fast train. If you don't hold on, you're going to fall on your ass. And it went, it went for a while. And then I had to go to a sky train to go to the rental car place. And I finally get to go to the rental car place to, to pick up my rental. So already, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, man. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. You can give me a car. No, sorry. I won't get into that. 
So I'm waiting in line behind one dude because it's 6.30 in the morning and no one's around. And he's dealing with this black chick who seems like she fucking hates her life. And she's giving him all the information he's asking for. And he's like, well, how much is that car? And she's like, that'll be something uh, something per day. Oh, that's too much money for me. I'm thinking, why didn't you do this shit online like everyone else, you fucking weirdo? And all of a sudden, some black dude comes from out um, this back office. And he comes up. And he's like, yeah, can I help you? And he seems like he hates his life even more than she does. And I'm like, wait a second. Where is the Southern hospitality here? I've heard so much about it. I'm not seeing it. And then I had thought, hmm, maybe the airport is like neutral territory. It doesn't count. So I'm like, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I will save my judgment for a later time. So this angry bastard behind the counter, he, <laughs> he, we finally wrap up all my shit. And he's like, all right, go down to the end of the hallway. Make a left over that bridge. And your car will be right there. It's like, all right. And I couldn't wait to get away from this guy. And so we're off on our way. I'm like, all right, how exciting. Gonna pick up our minivan and be on our way. Minivan, James? You've gotta be fucking kidding me. What kind of a loser rents a minivan, James? I will tell you, this loser. I've been uh, on, listen, this part, this first half of the trip was gonna be a lot of driving around. So I wanted to be comfortable. I've driven in a small car before on long drives and it fucking sucks if you wanna get your stuff out of the trunk and all that shit. So I wanted a bunch of space in the back to throw our bags. I wanted the little shitty kids, my kids, to have their each have their own captain's seat so they can recline or sit forward as much as they want and I won't have to hear, eh, he's touching me. I don't want to lean back. I want to lean up. I'm not her. Blah, 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 fucking blah. Dude, it wound up being a lifesaver. And I also wanted it so that they have like a big window to look out so they can see all the sights and sounds, right, while I'm driving around. And uh, it worked like a charm. It worked like a charm so you can go fuck yourself. Fair enough, James. Uh-huh. <laughs> Really? Yes. Those are all good points, James. You made a good choice. I feel like you're uh, screwing with me, but I will st- I will keep moving. Uh, anyway, I go to get the car, dude, and there's no one around. I was like, what the fuck? I'm walking to and fro. I don't see anyone. And finally, I see this one black fellow walking around. He's walking real fast. He sees me and tries to avoid me. I go, excuse me, sir. And right when I see that, he goes in this Jamaican accent, you have to go to customer service. I was like, well, still no Southern hospitality to be found. But technically, we're still in the airport, I guess. So, um, all right, I guess I'll let him off. I walk all over the place. I try to find a building, and I finally do. And this this is like a vivacious black woman. She comes up and, and unlocks the door. She goes, how can I help you? And they're just opening because it's so early as hell. I was like, yes, I'm trying to get the car, blah, 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 blah. I've been over here. I've been over there. Oh, baby, the keys are in the car. I'm like, no. <laughs> what a huge waste of time. Like 20 minutes wasted. And so we go, and I, I wanted to see that other fucker and be like, yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. He saw me with my little pamphlet in my hand. He could have just told me, hey, the keys are in the car, man. <sighs> so anyway, we get in our, our red minivan, which I nicknamed Scarlet O'Kara Van. <laughs> oh, my God, James. You're fucking lame. I know, I know. So we're off. Oh, are we off? And now it's exciting. We get to drive around in Atlanta. It's after seven, seven something, who knows. And we're driving around. And, uh, you know, we have to go to a Walmart to pick up some supplies. So we go to the Walmart, which is close by. We, uh, we're walking in there. And I noticed something in this Walmart. We are the only people in the whole place that are not black. That's right. Black peoples as far as the eye can see. All the employees, all the patrons, everyone there, black peoples. What does it matter, James? 
What is your problem? I'm look, it's not a racist thing. I'm just making an observation. So we get all the shit that we need. We go back outside. I'm loading it in the back of the van and I hear, oh, excuse me, sir. And I'm surprised. And I turn to my left and there's a obviously a homeless fella there. And without a doubt, this guy was the most polite, nice, homeless person I've ever encountered. And he goes, excuse me, sir. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean you no harm. I, I would just appreciate it if you can spare a few dollars. That would really, really help me out. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, look at that. What a nice dude. So, of course, I go, uh, no, sorry. I don't have any cash on me, which was a lie. And he looked rather disappointed as he slowly walked away. But, I mean, there is a Southern hospitality I was looking for, right? I finally found it. James, this man came to you and asked for your assistance, James. You're the one that should have been hospitable to him. Hey, I'm not from the South. It's not my job. It's his job. He's the one with the reputation of being hospitable. And he completely let me down. I mean, it's not called Southern Charity. It's called Southern Hospitality. No, but seriously, the, like the smallest bill I had in my wallet was a 20, and I'm not going to hand over a 20. Come on, don't be ridiculous. So anyhow, the family and I got back in the Scarlet O'Carroll van, and we uh, quickly got away from that homeless man and went to go have fun on our, <laughs> on our vacation. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And as we drove around, I wasn't going out of my way to notice it, but it was very noticeable. All the peoples on the road... You know, the cars and all the people on the street walking around, all black peoples. Oh, my God, James. Why do you keep saying that? I'm just pointing it out. Look, dude, I've never been anywhere in my life where it's been only one demographic, you know, nowhere. And I just thought like, oh, wow, this is this is pretty cool. Like, this is different. And that's what I you know, that's what you want to look for. Anyway, I won't speak for you. That's what I want to see on my vacation. I want to see new different things. I don't want to see the same shit all the time. So I enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. It felt like I crash landed on Black Planet. Oh my God, James. Will you shut the fuck up? I'm just... Yeah, that last one was probably bad. But, you know, I had a good time. I liked it. Is, does that give me any cool points? No, James. You're, you're too far gone. Just wait for all the emails, James. You're going to get a whole flood of emails. Hate mail, James. Well, uh, that's fine. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. Send me your email. Send me your hate mail. Send me your fan mail. Shit. Send me junk mail. I don't care. I'll read it. You got a movie suggestion? I'll watch it. You got a song recommendation? I'll listen to it. Do you have a recipe? I'll make it. Do you have nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. Oh, you better believe I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. Nah, I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So, uh... <laughs> So we find a room and uh, have an early check-in, which was pretty fucking nice. They allowed that. I saved some money. And we uh, crashed out for a couple hours. My wife still had one more day of work that she had to do on the Zooms. So uh, we were all taking a nap, and she did her Zooms. And then after that, it was all over. We're free. So along the way, I'd like to give you some of my danger travel tips. That's right. I don't know shit about shit, but here are my tips. Maybe you'd help you. Who knows? I'm a moron. But maybe sometimes even morons know things you don't know because <laughs> we think like morons. Nah, so uh, here's my first tip I forgot to mention. This is a good one. When you're on the plane, I always take a hoodie with me on the plane. And that way, if you start to get tired, I put, I'm not wearing the hoodie. I just have it in my lap. And then I put the hoodie on backwards covering my face over the top of my head so that I can sleep and not have my mouth fucking hanging open. <laughs> And uh, not embarrass myself if the person next to me is a stranger or, you know, people walking by or whatever the case. 
That's a good one. And mm-hmm. and it worked out with this trip because you got to wear masks now on the plane. So I put the hoodie over my face and took my mask down so I can breathe. And uh, it worked out pretty good. So that's the tip number one. The second tip, I always try to land in a place if I'm, you know, so here's the thing. You don't want to waste any time. You want to take advantage of your trip, right? So you don't want to leave. Like, let's say you're going to New York from California. You're already losing three hours. So if you leave like at three in the afternoon, the whole day's fucked. It's a, it's a mess. It's gone. You wasted that whole day. So it's good to kind of land wherever you're going, probably like around uh, 1 or 2 p.m. if you can, or even earlier. And I'd say like, I'd say like 1 o'clock is a sweet spot because then you have time to get your rental car, go hit the, uh, the store if you want to get uh, wherever you're going, the beach, go get some fucking uh, some sunscreen, get some water, whatever you're going to get. Then go to lunch, and by th- all that time is over with, your, tr- your rental car, you're getting all your shit, you're eating. Now it's time to, p- to check into the room. Boom. If you wanted to take a nap real quick, if not, drop your shit off, and you're out doing the town. There you go. Tip number two. All right. So uh, we take off after our little naps, and we're in Atlanta for two nights, and that's only because of the Dodger game. That's right. I wanted to watch the Dodgers at the Braves. Because uh, whenever I go on these little trips, I try to kind of sneak in an away game somewhere. I'm trying to hit all the other stadiums, you know? Why not? Yeah. So uh, the first night, the wife already had a plan to go to the Atlanta Botanical Garden. Uh, She was gifted some free passes to the L.A. one. And it's pretty much like your membership covers the whole country. I was like, all right, it's free. I'm in. So we're going, and I'm thinking, like, this is going to be fucking lame. It's going to, you know, it's a boring garden. She's a plant nerd. Like, I don't really give a shit. But, dude, this place was really beautiful. I w- like, I would recommend it if you're going to Atlanta. you got to fit this place in. It's just a really cool spot. And it'll work wonders for your lady friend. I'm telling you. You'll get lots of cool points. And one of the cool things about it is that you can buy drinks and walk around prancing to and fro through the garden. And I don't mean the garden. It's like a huge fucking place. And there's, like, this, this really tall... Uh, bridge thing you walk over and it's just uh what i'm not gonna try to explain it i'm gonna i won't do it justice but it's really really i had a great time i had a really fun time and like i said the place is beautiful you get the drink and then we're walking around this one area and there's like a violin and uh and a stand-up bass i'm like oh look at this they're gonna play some really nice classical music you know to complement this beautiful surroundings then the band goes up there and they're playing something hillbilly fucking music which I'm not above. It was pretty cool. And uh, yeah. And then after that, uh, this is the reason I bring this up too. Like we went to this restaurant. Um, here's, here's my tip number three. Don't look online to find out where to go. That's all the touristy bullshit. Okay. Ask the locals. They know the spots. And if they're willing to give them up, they'll let you know. Uh, every time I've gone somewhere, people are pretty cool and they'll give you information. Who knows if it's the right stuff, but every time they have, it's worked out. And this time was no different. Uh, we, we asked these young people like, hey, uh, oh, the bartenders actually like, hey, what do you recommend for some food? And they're like, oh, well, uh, you got to go to this. Uh, what are you in the mood for? Blah, blah, blah. Where are you staying? No, no, no. Like, oh, go to this place. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good spot. And it's called the Highland Tap Steak Cellar. And oh, fuck, was that probably the best steak I've ever had in my fucking life. Uh, I'm not like a steak connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination, but this steak was incredible. It was a 14-ounce blackened prime rib with like these crawfish, little baby crawfish tails sprinkled over it and bacon-seared Brussels sprouts. Oh, man, was it delicious. But did it give me raging diarrhea? 
<laughs> Dude, for days I had diarrhea. I don't know if you remember this, but it's pretty well established. I'm lactose intolerant. So I think that this whole dish, the Brussels sprouts and the steak, were probably fucking bathed in butter, which I didn't think about at all. It must have been, dude, because it attacked me. And when I, and like, you know, I guess there's different levels of lactose intolerance. But me, dude, if I eat, if I eat something dairy or cheesy, it'll fuck me for three days. Literally three days. And so I was in pain for three days. So anyway, was it worth it? Yes. It was amazingly fucking good. Maybe it wasn't worth it. Nah, it was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, But a couple funny things in the restaurant. Uh, we're sitting at the table. We just sat down, and this, and I have my Dodger hat on. On a side note, I wore my Dodger hat like the whole time in every state we went to in the South. And I was kind of like apprehensive, like, hmm, are they going to give me shit? Is anyone going to tell me anything? You know, I have no idea. You know, these people are gun-toting lunatics. Who knows? <laughs> and, uh, dude, no one really said anything to me. As a matter of fact, I think I got positive comments, positive interactions. No, no one was an asshole or nothing. You know what? I'll just I'll address it right now. The whole time I was in the South, I never got a dirty look. I was never treated badly. I, I don't know. I just was expecting some kind of racism. <laughs> but uh, no. Pretty pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So anyway, this guy walks by and he goes, go Dodgers. And he quickly walks by and I'm like, all right, that's cool. And he was a worker there, right? And he comes back and then uh, he goes, hey, man, you going to the game tomorrow? And I go, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. And he goes, yeah, I'm going Friday and Saturday. I go, you a Dodger fan? He goes, oh, hell yeah. I go, really? Are you from here? He goes, yeah, born and raised in Georgia, (laughs) Atlanta. I go, really? (laughs) Like, what gives? He goes, man, I just, I've just always liked him. I don't know. He was a cool fucking guy. We shot the shit for a bit and he he took off. And then here comes our waitress. Hi, uh, can I take your order? Blah, blah, blah. And so we we put all our stuff in and she's like, by the way, I'm a a big Dodger fan. And every time they tell me that, they would kind of like whisper it. I'm like, hey, what's up with you people from Atlanta? How come you don't like your own team? She's like, I can't root for the Braves. <laughs> and uh, she was, oh, she was super hot, by the way. James, what does that matter? What does it have to do for the story, James? It has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. I'm telling, I, I, this is a podcast. People are listening, all right? So if they can get some kind of visual, it's theater of the mind. So now if they're, if they're picturing me sitting there talking to this super hot chick, it's going to do wonders for them. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's hot. Okay, so like this is probably how people would kind of think this whole thing would go down. <laughs> it's pretty hot that you're a Dodger fan. That's pretty sexy. I'd be like, oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so myself. And then she'd be like, can I take your order? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can't take my order. I'll have a blackened prime rib. James, shouldn't you be giving her the blackened prime rib? Uh, yeah, I guess. James, you're not a black guy. Uh, all right, this whole thing isn't working. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abort. Forget it. Just forget it. I'm sure the listeners, though, still thought that was kind of hot. Anyway, so at the very end, uh, she's like, um, any more, one more beer? I'm like, it depends. Do you have, like, a nice dessert beer? As a matter of fact, I do. And I'm like, all right, line it up. And she comes back with a dragon milk stout, which was very strong and very good. And the next day when I was having violent diarrhea, I, th- I pictured that beer. I'm like, wait a minute. Did that have actual milk in it? So I looked it up online, and no, it does not have actual milk in it. So um, that's not what did it. So I'm pretty sure it was the butter all over the steak and Brussels sprouts that caused my crippling diarrhea. But, you know, 
At least the hot chick is off the uh, is off the hook. Wait a minute. It's the hot chick's fault. She should have warned me that it had dairy in it. Did you ask her, James? No, no, I didn't ask her. I mean, you can't tell a hot chick like, hey, uh, I'll take this black and prime rib. But is there any dairy in it? Because it'll make me have diarrhea. You, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. So you just got to gotta man up sometimes. Anyhow, the next day, uh, after I had some very terrible diarrhea, uh, the wife goes, hey, the breakfast is going to end soon. There's free breakfast, it said. So will you go down and get us breakfast while we get ready? I'm like, yeah, I guess I can do that. Come on, Jacob. So me and the boy go down there to the little lobby area where they have the breakfast, and it's just some chick at a, at a counter. And I go, oh, is this where we get the free breakfast? And she goes, uh-huh. It's just a continental breakfast. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So how's it work? Okay, so you get to pick something from the drink uh, refrigerator. Then you get to pick like a, a breakfast bar or a granola bar or a muffin. And you get to pick like a fruit or a third item over there in that shop. I'm like, okay. And so uh, I go, so three items for each person, huh? She goes, yep. And I go, okay, is it okay if I get something from my wife and my daughter as well? Sure, that's fine. I'm like, okay. So we pick, we're taking like a little while to pick, hmm, what do I want? And they're giving me some good shit like in the drink refrigerator. They got like the, like the name brand stuff, like the, the big Starbucks glass jar thingies, those coffee drinks. And they've got, you know, like the big iced teas or, uh, you know, orange juice, apple juice, like the good shit though, not the crappy shit. I'm talking name brand. <laughs> so we make all our selections. We put them on the counter. I'm like, all right. And she goes, what's your room number? And I tell her, oh, yeah, you don't qualify for free breakfast. I'm like, what? I go, um, my wife said that the woman, uh, when she checked in, told her there's free complimentary breakfast. She goes, yeah, but it's not for all the rooms. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you say that before I started team making my selections? She goes, daft cunt. You know, like, what the fuck? Like, say something. I asked you, hey, is this where the free breakfast is? How does it work? Jesus Christ. So I tell Jacob, I'm like, all right, let's put all this stuff back. And she goes, hold on, hold on. And she calls this manager guy over who's like right nearby. She's like, and he's like, okay, you can, you can take it. I was like, really? It's all right. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. It's fine. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't made clear to you. And there was some confusion. So, you know, it's on us. Go ahead and take your items. I'm like, all right, thank you. I go to the rooms like you making me do your fucking dirty work, lady. You go do it yourself next time. I'm not even eating because I have diarrhea. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so then we went to a park um, later on. A little bit later, we got some lunch. And we went to a park so that, that they can eat, which I did not do because I had diarrhea. And uh, afterwards, we played some catch in this park. Real beautiful park. Huge ass field. Like a huge field. And that's when I learned about the humidity of the South. Because after 20 minutes of just playing catch... We were fucking drenched in sweat. <laughs> and after that, we headed to a truest park. That's right. The Braves Stadium. And I thought Daughter Stadium parking was horrible. Nope. This place fucking sucked. You had to walk a real long ways to park like blocks and blocks away. But anyway, we got there early just in time for the Dodgers uh, batting practice. We're standing out there in the outfield. And I caught two balls. Look at me. Still got it. I robbed some kids <laughs> because I have a longer reach and a bigger glove. Fuck those kids. They got years to, to catch balls, all right? I got, what, like 20 years on them now? So uh, they got plenty of time to catch up. And then my son also got two balls. And he actually got a ball thrown to him by uh, Blake Trinan, the, one of the Dodgers' closers. He was warming up, 
in the bullpen, which was like right next to us. And that fucking ball, you can hear it slapping in that mitt. And when he was done, he threw it right to my son. I was like, all right, look at that. That's pretty cool. He's all excited. And, you know, I got, I didn't want to carry fucking two balls in my pocket all day. So I see this little, this poor little kid next to me and his uh, single mother trying to hold him up to get a ball. But he's got no glove. He's a tiny little boy. And I'm like, hmm, let me pick my shittiest ball that I got here. I'm like, hey, hey, hey there, fella. I go, you ever caught a ball before? And he goes, no, no, I haven't. I'm like, would you like this one? And he went, would I? Gee, mister, you're the greatest. That's that's not what happened at all, James. No, it's not. He just snagged the ball out of my hand and was smiling. And his eyes got all huge. And the mom's like, what do you say? Say thank you. Say thank you. We were here last week, and then a home run ball landed right next to us, and we didn't get it. It's like, all right, great story, lady. There's your ball. I'm out of here. And I did my good deed for the day. Oh, my God, James. You're just bragging. No, I'm not. I'm just mixing it in there. Diarrhea and giving balls away. That's what my life's about. Uh, so anyhow, it's a good thing we picked that night to go to the game because uh, that night the Dodgers kicked the shit out of the Braves, and that's the only time they did. The rest of the series, they got, they lost. So uh, all in all, good experience. And at the very end of the game, they uh, played some fireworks right up there in the sky and had some cool music playing. And it was a pretty late finish of the game. And, dude, Dodger Stadium never would have done that shit. I don't know how many times I've been there where I've heard – hold on, let me use my new toy <coughs> – where it's Friday night fireworks, and the game's over, and they go like this. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize, but we will not be having any fireworks this evening due to inconveniencing the neighbor, the neighbors nearby. Uh, once again, no fireworks. Uh, pack up your shit and get the fuck out of here. Good night. Something like along those lines. But uh, not the Braves. They, they said, fuck it. We're going to go ahead. And they, uh, they had a hell of a show, and it was pretty fucking cool. And one more thing about the game. I brought my super uh, tall boy koozie with me, the big-ass blue one with an L.A. symbol on it, so that I can get a fucking tall boy beer and walk around like, hey, look at me. I'm a Dodger fan. Assholes. Look at me, my big blue koozie. Dodger fan over here. But uh, they only serve 16-ounce cans, so I couldn't use it. So I literally purchased a tall boy from a nearby gas station just so I can have one in the room so I didn't bring it for no reason. That's the kind of person you're dealing with, folks. All right, moving right along. Next part of our trip, I'm just hitting the highlights here. We went to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And uh, this has been on my list for a while. I'm trying to hit all the national parks. I really enjoy going to them. And I suggest you go too. They're pretty fucking cool, man. And uh, I've been to 18 national parks now. I'm trying to hit them all. I think there's like 63, 63, I believe. 18 so far. Uh, there's some in California I haven't got to yet. They seem a little tricky to get to, but uh, yeah, I'll get to them. I'll get there someday. Anyhow, the Smoky Mountains was uh, high up on the list. It seemed pretty cool. They get their name because there's always seems to be like a layer of fog hovering over the top of the mountains that makes it look like the you know the mountains on fire and you see smoke. <laughs> You know, they're smoking, smoky mountains, duh. So anyhow, we stayed there for a few nights. I got a log cabin out in the middle of nowhere by this li nice little creek. It's pretty fucking cool. So we uh, we check in, and it's a nice cozy little cabin. It's got a jacuzzi on the little patio area there, and it's pretty fucking cool, man. I really dug it. But the bed, we only, we had one bedroom. The kids had like the pull-out sofa, so it had like this weird metal box spring so if you <laughs> made any noises 
You can totally hear it. James, are you trying to say that you had your own private room, James, out in the out in the woods, and you didn't get to have sexy time, James? Nope, not even once. Isn't that a bullshit? And then the room we were in before in Atlanta, we shared with the kids two queen beds. No sexy time for me. So far, I'm paying for this whole trip. I've got a perfectly good vagina next to me, and I can't use it. Oh, my God, James. You fucking moron. All right. Yeah, joke's on me. All right, so uh, <laughs> so uh, we, we stopped at a grocery store on the way up to the cabin, and we put all our shit away, and we go out to go do some sightseeing. And later on that evening, we come back, and we walk into the cabin, and there's two fucking roaches on the kitchen counter. I'm like, ah, no. I was like, well, that makes sense. I mean, we are in the middle of the fucking woods in Tennessee. So I guess you'll uh, find some creepy crawlies here and there. And uh, I immediately was able to kill them. And the wife is like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> we can't stay here. And I go, I go, Natalie, we're in the, we're in the woods in Tennessee. Like, what do you, uh, you got to expect this. But it's disgusting where there's one. There's a bunch of them. I'm like, oh, how do you know? I didn't just kill their whole colony right now. Yeah, right. And I'll tell you what. The whole rest of the time we were there, I never saw one other cockroach in that fucking room. That's right. I slaughtered the colony, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure they were there, James. Yeah, they probably were. We just didn't see any more. We made sure to keep our food extra tight. Unlike your butthole, James. <laughs> oh, man. That was quick. Uh, yeah, dude. So, um. Yeah, it was cool. the, the, the Smokies are pretty cool, you know, but it's kind of like a lot of the same stuff all the time. There's not really a whole lot of stuff to look at. You can take a lot of hikes and shit, but uh, I'm I'm burdened with having a family that doesn't like to hike very much, especially the wife. I don't want to hike. We did go on a few hikes, though, but the this one we went on was to have like this really nice overlook at the tallest point in the whole park. And it, it gives a 360 degree view because you walk up this structure they built just for this reason. So we're driving uh, up this road to get there, and it is extremely dense fog. And you can't even see shit. You, can't, you can barely see the road in front of you. I'm like, fuck, dude. We picked a hell of a time to show up, huh? And we're driving all the way to the top of the mountain, and there's li- literally fog as far as or as close as the eye can see. You can't see a goddamn thing. I'm like, well, this is great. We came here for the views, and there's fucking absolutely no view. I go, do we bother? And it starts to rain when we get there. Now, Tennessee is a beautiful state, and that's mostly because it turns out it's the fifth wettest state in the whole country, and it rained quite a bit, but it's kind of like Hawaii where it rained for a while, and then it just stops, and then it's good the rest of the day, but it's like it rains every day for a little bit, uh, so it starts to rain at this point, and then she's like, well, you got us rain jackets. Like, we might as well. We're here. I'm like, I like your attitude, so we take this half, half a mile hike to go to that lookout spot. And we get all the way up there, and dude, yeah, same shit. There's just dense fog, like nothing to really see. And then uh, the wife's like, well, this is a waste. I'm like, and I go, uh, you know, trying to be Mr. Optimistic. I'm like, just wait. Just you wait. In no time at all, those clouds are going to open, and you're going to see a beautiful view. And wouldn't you believe it? The clouds opened, and we're like, oh, look, there's some hills and mountains. And then the wind came by and blew the clouds back together. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. So, uh, you know, we wound up leaving. And then we saw the Appalachian Trail crosses this trail we're on. And then I was like, oh, look at that, the Appalachian Trail. Something I've always wanted to do. 
that's pretty fucking cool. And she's like, let's go walk on it for a while. And I was surprised because the wife wanting to hike on the trail. Okay. So we start walking on the trail. Dude, and it's a beautiful trail. I don't know if it's all like that because, I mean, that's the only portion I saw. But, uh, God damn, it is it a, it's, it's like, mag- like magical looking. And it's funny because uh, in this one tree, I looked down and somebody put, <laughs> like, a toy doorway in the tree like it's a fairy, fairy tale house. And uh, the wife got a kick out of that shit. But anyway, uh, we, we wound up finishing our little hike. And then we get back on the trail. And all of a sudden, I notice, hey, look, all the clouds are gone. Would you like to go back up that half mile and take a look now? No, I don't want to go up there. You go up there by yourself. Like, oh, fuck. It's like, well, you know what? I'm never coming back here. Fuck it. I'm going. And I, I want to power hiking all the way up that half mile fucking super incline bullshit. And I got up there in 15 minutes, took a look around, and got right back down in 10 minutes. And I was all sweaty and felt like shit afterwards. But hey, you know what? I'm a go-getter. And I got it. Look at me. We took another hike uh, recommended by a local. And it was in uh, North Carolina because their borders, National Park borders the two states. And uh, we went up there. It was called Max Patch. And it's like another cool little hike you could take. And you get this crazy 360 view. And it was a little cloudy, but you can still, still see pretty good. And uh, that was pretty awesome. But as we're coming back down, we see a dude with a huge backpack on. And he's doing the Appalachian Trail. And he stopped and he's like taking photos and stuff. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Real friendly, real talkative guy. So I start chatting him up. It's like, hey, man, how's it going? How long you been out on the trail? He's like, oh, man, I started in Georgia. He's like, uh, I put in 200 miles. I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty good. Seen anything crazy out there? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I certainly, certainly have. And I go, oh, yeah, like what? What'd you see? He's like, well, the other night I, I stayed in a hippie colony. <laughs> oh, man, it's it's some wild stuff. Those people are crazy, but uh, they're real friendly and it's real cheap to stay there. I go, oh, yeah, I'm like something like this is some creepy like, you know, you find this on the, uh, off the side of the trail somewhere <laughs> through the woods. I go, oh, so is it, it kind of like off the grid? He goes, no, no, you can find it. You, you, you want me to tell you where it is? I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to fucking go to this weird hippie colony with my wife and two kids. You creep. <laughs> I didn't tell him that, but I thought it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, no, thank you. I'll skip the hippies. But um, what about any bears? You run into any bears? He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, man, it tore up my one of my packs. He goes, you know, I, I had it hanging up in the tree, but it still got it. And it and it tore it up. And I still was using that pack because, you know, I needed to. Uh, I had to carry my stuff somehow. He goes, but he's like, it was a bad idea because now it had the scent of the bear on the pack. And so another bear uh, came while I was sleeping one night. And, and I had it underneath me. It didn't have any food in it, but it smelled the bear on it. And I was in my hammock uh, sleeping bag hanging from a tree. And the bear pushed me out of the way to get to my bag underneath me. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm there hanging from the tree. And I'm leaning against the bear, the bear's body while it's like, <sighs> like trying to get through my stuff. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> That's insane. He's like, oh, scary, man. But I learned my lesson not to carry that bag no more. And uh, I was like, fuck. And we... And you know, I, I mentioned wanting to do the trail earlier to the family. I was like, yeah, when I get old, I think I want to try it. And then uh, walking away from this dude, and it just so happened at the same time, this spider was crawling on my daughter because she said she had, she's like, I'll do it with you. That sounds fun. And then, you know, it's like my, my son goes, oh, there's a spider on you. Ah, get it off, get it off. And then he smacks it off of her. And she's like, oh, forget it. I don't want to do any more hiking. I, I'm over it. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to come on the trail with me no more? And she's like, no. I'm like, you wuss. But I was also kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, geez, maybe I don't want to do this trail no more. I don't want no bears to get me, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I but I kept it manly and let, let her wuss out. But not me. Not me. Oh, my God, James. What a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, I'm used to that. Okay. Anyway, 
So one of the things uh, about going to Tennessee or even the South in general that I was looking forward to the most was that I'd finally get to see something I've always wanted to see. It's like a bucket list thing in my whole life. And I thought I would finally get to do it right now on this trip. And it was to see a magical firefly show, right? Like see all the fucking fireflies flashing around. And so this little cabin by the lake, by the creek, I'm like, all right, at night it should be going crazy down here. That'll be awesome. Nope. Like one or maybe two. But I feel like I didn't ca- that doesn't count. I want to see like this cool, magical looking show. And, uh, you know, there was one on our little patio. We got in the hot tub uh, a couple nights and me and the kids. And we saw one on the patio, but it was kind of it was like dying and, and flickering. Like, oh, oh, like it's last flicks. I'm like, ah, this is not cool. Like I wanted to see a whole show. Never got to see it. And then I found out about this place in the Smokies at this campground you can go to that's famous for having their uh, fireflies sights, but it's a uh, synchronous fireflies. They all blink together. It's like supposed to be this kind of phenomenon type shit. And uh, I was like, all right, that's cool. And it says, yeah, you go, you go at this time in this location and blah, blah, blah. And, and right now they're doing it. So at between, you know, this week in June, I'm like, all right, that's now. So we go to that campground and at the, at the time it says, and we're driving around, it's all pitch black out there and I'm, and I'm looking around. We're in, I'm in a, a Scarlett O'Kara van and I'm snooping around and you know there's like a ranger guy when you first drive in so I was like oh no I better act like I belong here and, <laughs> and it's all dark as fuck in there and I don't know where to go I was like god damn it and I see like a, a group of young guys like in their, in their mid-twenties and then I go hey uh, hey fellas <laughs> and I immediately think god I must look like a creep some fucking middle-aged dude whispering at some young guys in, in, a, in a van in the darkness <laughs> hey fellas come here I was like you know where to find the fireflies? And they're like, uh, we're actually looking for those too. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. But it kind of seemed like they're like, yeah, fuck off. You don't belong here. So it was, uh, it was a failure, man. Never got to see them. That was that. <sighs> Sad times. Sad times. So the next stop was a quick one, uh, hitting up uh, another national park called Congaree, which I'd never heard of in South Carolina. And we stopped there and, you know, it, does, it doesn't take a whole long time. You know, you can do that in like, we were there for like four or five hours or something. Eh, less than that, probably like four hours. And it's pretty badass. It's like a rainforest swampland. And uh, they've got this two-mile boarded, wooden boarded loop that you can walk around. And it's fucking crazy, man, the shit that you see in there. And you're walking around and you just hear like, Anyway, all, the, all kinds of weird sounds and shit, creepy crawlies. It's like, ugh, wouldn't want to be out here in the fucking middle of the night. And you read up on it, it's like, yeah, these swamps are where the bootleggers used to come through and hide shit, and, and they'd use the river and sneak things here and there. And it's like, oh, my God, this is creepy. They'd come through here? <laughs> Fuck that. But anyway, uh, we come to this big-ass wide river, and uh, I'm looking out, and the wife's like, let's go. I'm getting tired. There's nothing to stay here. I'm like, yeah, dude, just wait. Just wait. Any moment, something's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I'm like, I'm telling you, something's about to happen. No, nothing's going to happen. It's, it's, you don't know. Let's just go. I'm like, nope, I'm staying. Something is about to happen. And she walks away. Like, I'm leaving. And uh, me and the daughter are hanging out. And I go, all right, just, just wait. Any moment. And then suddenly, some turtles pop up. That's pretty lame, James. <laughs> but wait, but wait. And I see some fish swimming around. That's, that's boring, James. Hold on, hold on. What about this? Like a white crane flies by majestically. Ah, that's, that's stupid, James. Oh. Okay, how about this one? There's a big-ass log floating in the river, right? Huh. 
He must be joking, Jay. No, no, no. Just all hear me out. The log is floating one way. Then it starts to float the other way. And I'm like, wait a second. Logs don't do that. That's no log. That's a gator. And sure as shit, it was a fucking alligator. And I'm like, I knew it. I told you. I told you something was going to happen. And uh, she didn't give a shit. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty exciting for me. Uh, anyhow, uh, we're leaving that place. And what do you know it? I have some more diarrhea. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a common theme on this trip. But uh, <laughs> Congaree National Park, if you are passing by, please, I recommend it. Stop by. Take a look. Uh, speaking of national parks, I'm, I'm, let me take a little side trip real quick. I just talked to a uh, co-worker of mine recently. And he was saying that he's going to go see a, a buddy of his that, that moved to Idaho a couple years ago. And I go, oh, you ever been through there? And he goes, ah, just passing through. And I go, yeah, me too. I, I we, uh, we passed through Idaho to go to Yellowstone National Park. He's like, yeah, that's what I did too, yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, I used to work at a national park. I'm like, you did? He's like, yeah, when I was a young, when I was a young kid, man. He goes, uh, I found myself in Montana up in uh, Glacier National Park. And I go, oh, wow, yeah, I haven't been up there. And he's like, oh, man, you got to go. It's beautiful. He goes, but, you know, when you're a young kid, they give, they give out jobs you know, to do odds and ends and stuff for the season. It's like, uh, I forgot what he said. It's like, you know, five months that you worked there. He's like, yeah. So uh, a friend of mine is like, hey, you should do it. And he's like, well, maybe I will. He's like, because I was big into hiking. So what they do is you work during the week and then, you know, you, st- you stay in a dorm and then everyone goes out and they, and they go, go hiking and they look at all the, they explore the park and, you know, it gets dark at 10 o'clock. So you have all kinds of time. He's like, it's pretty cool. I was like, oh man, that sounds awesome. He's like, yeah, it was. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then uh, when I was done, I would just hitchhike back home to L.A. I'm like, what? You would hitchhike all the way back? He goes, oh, yeah, all the time. I was like, wow, really? He's like, oh, yeah, all the, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and uh, I was like, so nothing bad ever happened to you? He's like, oh, there was this one time. Other than that, though, they're all good rides. Good. Yeah, it was good. Like this one time uh, I had this retired cop, man, and he picked me up and I was uh, in Oregon. And I, and you know, I have my sign out saying LA and he saw me and I saw his car with California place. I'm like, Oh, please, please, please. And he's like, Hey buddy. He's like, uh, you going to LA? I was like, yep. He's like, well, that's where I'm going. Hop in. He's like, Oh, he wanted being super cool. And he liked to drink, man. So what he would do is he'd have me drive and he'd sit in the passenger seat and just slam drinks the whole time. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he even bought me a hotel room for the night. I'm like, no shit. He's like, yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm going to get your room. He's like, no, 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 I got my tent. Don't worry about it. I'll sleep outside. He's like, no, no. He's like, it's on me, man. You're helping me out. You know, you're driving. He's like, I want you fresh in the morning, so have a good night's sleep. He's like, oh, shit. And I go, so what was that bad time? And he goes like, oh, I'll tell you what. So one of my friends goes, hey, uh, you're hitchhiking and stuff. Do you got any any kind of weapon? And he goes, no, no, not not nothing. He goes, oh, you need something, man. He goes, listen, I work in the kitchen. He's like, I'll grab you something. And he's like, and then, you know, the next night, he comes and he's like, here you go. And he gives me a f- huge ice pick. <laughs> and he's like, there you go, man. That should work. He's like, if you ever run into any trouble, like you use this thing, man. Don't, don't hesitate. And so he's like, yep. So this one time I get this guy. He's like a real weird guy. Once I got in the car, we started driving. And he's telling me that he's going to take me back to his house and, and have his way with me. And he's laughing. And he's saying, I can't go nowhere. And he's like, every time the car slowed down, I'd try to jump out. But he would speed up. He's like, oh, man, I was so scared. He's like, so I pulled out my ice pick. He's like, and I fucking slammed it into his dashboard. And he goes, listen, asshole. He's like, next one goes in your fucking neck. And then he said the guy slowed down right away. And uh, he's like, I opened the door. And he goes, look, James, 
He's like, I had, he's like, I had one choice. Grab my bag in the back seat or grab that ice pick off the dashboard. He's like, so I fucking grabbed my bag and I jumped out of the car and he sped off with that with that ice pick stuck in his dash. I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's like a fucking movie. He's like, oh, man, I'll tell you, man. That was like the only one. The rest were all good rides. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit, dude? Fucking hitchhiking seems scary, man. Like, what are the odds you're getting good people? You know, you're going to have a fucking weirdo, I would say. At least one out of five times, don't you think? Like, who even picks up a hitchhiker? That's the balls you got to have. Anyway, that had nothing to do with anything, but I just, I just remembered it because I'm talking about national parks. But uh, And away we go. And uh, next stop, Savannah, Georgia. And oh boy, did I like Savannah. Man, that's a pretty cool city. Very old city. Nice, nice architecture everywhere you look. All the neighborhoods are fucking beautiful. And they have this really gorgeous church. This Catholic church. And I'm not some church boy, but I love that architecture. And the stained glass and the columns and the beautiful angles of the ceiling. Oh, man, it's just a work of art. Oh, not to mention that gorgeous organ upstairs. Oh, James, you saw an organ upstairs, did you? Nah, that's not what kind of organ. I'm talking about the kind that you play. Oh, I'm sure you played the organ, James. I'm sure you played it real good. All right, take it easy. Anyway, Savannah's pretty sick. And the next stop was in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the truth. The only reason I wanted to stop in Charleston is because we saw this Netflix show called like The Chef's Table or some shit where they feature a different chef in every episode. And one of the episodes was about this black dude who, uh, who learned how to cook whole hog barbecue from his father. And uh, he's got like this really intense method on how he does it. And he's got so much pride in, in, uh, in, in the process and all this stuff. So anyway... I just really wanted to eat at that restaurant. I was like, man, that seems like it'd be fucking good. And it was. Oh, was it tasty? I loved it. I really loved it. So fucking good. There's a lot of that Cajun seasoning. Oh, mama. Uh, that was pretty much the reason why I went to, to Charleston. Uh, I'll never go back there to, the, to that city because it's fucking snooty, man. It's like it's for rich people. And uh, when we were looking to stay there, we stayed in North Charleston because... Uh, Around normal Charleston, she's like, oh, my God, it's so expensive. Like, the cheapest room is $500. I'm like, nope, nope, no thank you. But, yeah, it's pretty snooty. Uh, it's beautiful, fucking beautiful city, but it's not for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then we went to the beach there, too, uh, Isle of Palms Beach, and uh, that was cool. I mean, nice little we, – we, we did a lot of cool things in between, a lot of little stops, and we made the most of it. It was a great, great trip, but uh, it was all leading up to our next stop. That's right. The man, the myth, the legend, Dominic. Who? That's right, my cousin. And uh, I already established that uh, I hardly seen him. Throughout the years, I'd see him here and there. And uh, now he lives in South Carolina. He started a brand new career. And so uh, we go to his brand new house. And he's got uh, his wife and four daughters. And like, I hardly know them at all. So it was like I just met them. It was, it was pretty wild. And on top of that, I went on a little drive with him to go pick up some stuff he needed for a for a birthday party and I met some of his in-laws and dude just seeing him interact with these with this other side of the family and them talking about these different people that I don't know who they're talking about and sharing these uh these little j- inside jokes and blah 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 I'm like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it just felt weird like I didn't know him. He's got this whole other life that I don't really know about. And you know, oh, he's he's always my cousin Dominic but now he's now he's more now he's this other guy to these other people and it's just like a wild thing and so it was cool 
just to kind of be in his world for that week and, uh, you know, meet family, friends, and just kind of get a, get a feel for where he is and, and his city and what he, what he's got going on and meeting his kids and they're all fucking great and, and, and weird and awesome. And, and it was terrific, man. It was, uh, it was great. It was really great. And so after that week was over, uh, it was time to leave. Right. So we took off and now we have like, you know, the rest of the day to hang out in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where my flight was leaving from. And so we went, we, we hit another park and we're hanging around with throwing the baseball around and stuff. And it's a beautiful park. <clears throat> and then <laughs> we walk over this bridge and there's like a cool uh, river underneath the bridge. And we're standing there just looking at it. It's like, oh, this is beautiful and stuff. And then there's like a tree. There's trees on each side of the bridge. And they've got the, these, these like furry looking flowery things, like really brightly colored. And we're just kind of looking at them like, oh, wow, look at those trees. And then all of a sudden my daughter goes, ow, ow, ow. And when I look at her and she's like, I got stung by a bee. It stung my finger and it stung my stomach. I'm like, what, what? And then it was this big fucking bumblebee. And it was like still flying around her. And I had my, my baseball glove and I smack it down and it, it flies down towards our feet and stuff. And then I'm like, you okay? You okay? And, uh, she's like crying and in pain. I was like, oh man, it was a big fucker too. And then <laughs> my wife's like, she's like, where does it get you? Where did it get you? Let me see. Let me see. And then she's like, oh my God, fucker. And she landed. And we looked down and the, when I smacked the bee, it landed on my wife's exposed ankle between her sock and her pants. And it stung the fuck out of her, out of her ankle. And she's like, oh, you fucker. And then she smacked it off of her and it flew back towards me again. I'm like, ah, haven't learned your lesson again, huh, fella? And I smacked the fuck out of him again and he's down for the count. He wasn't getting back up. And dude, we like, <laughs> let's get out of here. So we're, we're about to leave. Like our trips are wrapping up and it ends <laughs> with my kid getting stung twice and my wife getting stung once. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. She was wearing a bright red shirt and I guess it landed on her shirt. And she said she felt it on her finger and she kind of like, or she felt something crawling on her shirt and she was not looking at it. And she just like kind of flicked it down by not looking. And then when she hit it, the bee got pissed and stung her. So, but oh man, they were in, they were in pretty good amount of pain for a little bit. And so the way we ended our trip was like the wife's like, Hey, I wanted to go to this Irish pub that I was, that I saw um, in town. I'm like, okay. And I said, well, we're kind of cutting it on time. We better hurry up. So we go to the Irish pub, get a few drinks, get some food. It was great. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're about to leave and I go, oh shit, we got it. Like, we got to go. <laughs> we're, we're running low on time. Dude, by the time we got, we drove to the Charlotte airport, we turned in a Scarlett O'Kara van and then we went to the processing bullshit. Dude, I, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, oh no, we're cutting real close. And then, uh, they, they scan our bags again. I'm like, oh, I hope they don't flag my son's bag again. And then it comes out the side and this black chick goes, Hey, you got baseballs in that bag? I'm like, yeah, we do. I knew it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right. She knows her shit. And so we get our stuff. We we take off. We go to our little gate. And we got literally seven minutes before the play, plane boards. I'm like, oh, what a great feeling. Got a good buzz. No waiting around. Everything is falling into place. And then we hopped on the plane. We came back to LAX. My parents were there to pick us up. And we only had to wait a short hour and a half for my parents to get out of traffic right there in LAX. So uh, welcome back to Los Angeles. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. So I guess right now would be a good time to check in with our radio affiliate to take a look at the weather. KGAY. K- 
now for the KK Weather Report, we take you live to meteorologist Dan Drizzles. I can feel all the drops hitting my face. And that was your KK Weather Report sponsored by Bimbo Bread. Eat your bread, you bimbo. K-G-A-Y, K-G-A-Y. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in a league of their own, playing Tom Hanks' character of Jimmy Dugan. And here it goes. Hey, you're like taking a little day trip? No, Bob and I are driving home to Oregon. Hey, like I thought you were a ball player, you know? Well, you were wrong. Hey, was I? Yeah, it's only a game. Jimmy, it's only a game. And, and I, I don't need this. I, I have Bob. I don't need this. At all. Hey, like I gave away five years at the end of my career to drinking, you know? Five years. And now there isn't anything I wouldn't give to get back any one day of it, you know? Well, we're different. Oh, well, shit, Dottie, if you want to go back to Oregon and make a hundred babies, great. I'm in no position to tell anyone how to live. But sneaking out like this, quitting, you regret it for the rest of your life, you know? Baseball is what gets inside of you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that, you know? It just got too hard. Hey, like it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it, you know? The hard is what makes it great. You know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Jimmy Dugan. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone stands alone. All right, moving right along. It's now time for everyone's favorite segment <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> All right, talk. Oh, this one is stacked, bro. Stacked, bro. Talking shit. Oh, boy. So before our trip, my boy had a baseball tournament. And we went to Fountain Valley one early morning. And we get there, and my stomach's kind of having little pains. I'm like, oh, no. Please don't tell me I got to take a shit. I think I'll be all right. But, oh, please just let me get through this. And, of course, uh, it doesn't happen that way. You wouldn't be in talking shit if I did. So we're all hanging out before this game. They're doing their warm-ups. And then one of the other fathers comes over, and he's talking to my wife and I. And we're all just hanging out, standing there. And, you know, he's a funny dude. We're, I'm enjoying the conversation. 
and it's getting closer and closer to game time. And I'm like, oh no, my stomach's getting worse and worse. And the bathroom is not very close. Uh, and you know, it took a while, but I think I, I think I even said like, oh, is that the closest bathroom? I think that's what I said to kind of like break up the conversation because he was just talking and talking and he was, oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I go, is that the closest one? And I'm trying to make be all casual. Like I'm not in a fucking in a rush to go to get in there. And he's like, oh yeah, I think so. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go before the game starts. And so I go and dude, literally, literally the fucking bathroom is about 400 yards away. That's how far I did the math. 400 yards. And I'm walking. I don't know if you're aware of this, but having to take a shit and walking do not mix. <laughs> so as I'm walking, and of course, you know, the proximity of the toilet, it starts fucking with your body. The closer you get, the more your shit's going to be let out, right? Like It's like, oh, I can't hold it no more. I can't hold it. But if you're farther away, you could hold it. I don't know why that happens, but it does. So I'm walking up and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm, dude, I'm literally, literally like 50, 60 yards from the bathroom. And I'm like, oh no, I lost it. I'm not going to fucking hold it anymore. It's coming now. And I just start to panic and I, I clench my asshole together as tight as I can. Tighter than I've ever clenched. Oh my God, James. That's pretty hot. All right. Jesus Christ. Um, and I was like, oh no, it's going, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Oh, 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 oh I'm, I'm, I'm holding on, I'm holding on. And I'm getting closer and closer. I fucking, luckily, there's one stall that's open, uh, or one, sorry, there's rooms, which I love. They're all private rooms, but it's like a big concrete building. And I, I walk in there, and it's like that aluminum-style toilet you find at parks. But these are these are pretty clean. They're not all fucked up like most parks. And so I don't even have time to put anything on the seat. I quickly, I barely have enough time to take my fucking pants off. And like, you know how you're sitting down and it starts exploding out of you before you've even made contact with the seat? That's what's happening. And it's going and it's launching out of me. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's like much like that fireworks show we saw in Atlanta. Oh my God, James, enough. And so I text my wife like, dude, I nearly shit myself. And she texts me back like, why didn't you just excuse yourself sooner? I'm like, well, because it wasn't that bad. And all of a sudden it just like, you got to go now. Oh, Oh, it was, a, it was almost a nightmare. I don't know what I would have done. It would have been a fucking mess. Literally. Holy shit. Literally. literally. I had to pause the show because I just had a moment where I had to run to the bathroom right now while recording, while talking about that story. It was a shit inception. <laughs> That's never happened. But uh, holy fuck, man. I felt it coming. I'm like, ah, I can get to this podcast. But nope, could not. Oh, that was uh, it. W- the same exact thing happened. I ran and I just made it, and uh, came out uh, midway, mid sit. <laughs> All right, next one. So when we went to North Charleston, because Charleston was too expensive, we uh, were checking into our room. The wife booked it while I was driving up there, and it was like two fifty-eight check-ins at three. Like, all right, perfect. We walked right in there. There's a little fruity pants guy at the desk. He's like, hi, how um, welcome. And then the wife's like, yeah, we're checking in. And he's like, oh, well, check-in isn't until four, so your room isn't ready. And then she goes, oh, but it's sad check-ins at three. What? Really? Oh, my God. Um, it's supposed to be four. I'm sorry. Uh, hold on real quick. And she gets in a little walkie-talkie. Oh, excuse me. Are any of the rooms done yet? 
and then uh, they come back. Oh no, they said it's gonna be like a half hour. I'm I'm gonna have three three of the uh, house housekeepers really tackle your room so you get there quicker. Okay, but it'll be like thirty minutes. Okay, so you're welcome to stay in the lobby. Or have you guys eaten anything? Or you you wanna you wanna leave and come back? And, and the wife's like, no, we'll just wait here. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And so uh, you know, I'm of the mind. I like to be efficient a lot of times. And so we, our plan was to just check in, drop off our shit, and go out to eat and go hit the beach and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, you know what? I could take a shit right now. And do I want to wait for the room 30 minutes? Or I could just go sneak off right now and shit and get it over with. And then by the time the room's done, drop off our stuff, get out. There you go. Saving time. Look at me. Being efficient. So that's what I do. I just I tell the wife, I'm like, I'm going to take a shit. And she's like, all right. So I just quietly sneak away i go to the men's room right down the hall in the lobby area and i walk in there and oh did someone fucking destroy that toilet there's skid marks all over the place in that bowl but i'm like i don't care i'm gonna be adding to it (laughs) i don't gotta eat off the thing what do i care and i'm like "Uh uh-oh wait a second there's a problem no toilet paper god damn it so i'm forced to walk back out there and then at this point now that i've committed and i gotta and i'm gonna go it's like i gotta go now and so I go back to the wife. She's like, what happened? I'm like, there's no toilet paper. She's like, do you want to ask him? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Would you mind? <laughs> she's like, hold on. And she goes over there, excuse me, there's no toilet paper in the men's room. And he's like, oh, my God, hold on, please. So he, instead of just giving her the role, he does the, the professional right thing to do, which I did not expect. And he comes out to go in the bathroom to put toilet in there himself. I'm like, oh, man. Now it's turning into a thing, right? And so he's like, oh, right this way, sir. I'm like, Okay, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> my whole plan was to sneak away, and so no one's the wiser. But now here we are, and so he, I'm walking, you know, behind him into the bathroom, and he walks in real quick, and he walks right out. Oh no, I'm sorry, you cannot use this toilet. And I go, oh, I can't. And he goes, oh no, it is dirty and needs some cleaning, if you know what I mean. <laughs> kind of like looks me right in the eye. I'm like, oh okay. He goes right this way, sir. I'll take you to the bathroom upstairs. I'm like. And at this point, what am I going to do? No, forget it. I'll go by myself. You know, he's being he's being nice enough. I'm like, all right. So I'm following him. We're going down this long hallway. And then there's the elevators. And he just presses the button. And now we're just both standing there fucking awkwardly. <laughs> and he goes, the reason I'm coming with you is because I want to make sure there's toilet paper in the other bathroom and show you where it is. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's cool. And then finally, ding. <laughs> we go inside the elevator. He pushes number two. And it's like the doors are taking extra long to close. Like, oh, come on. This is fucking weird. And then, you know, finally they close. And then it's like, so where are you headed? Where are you coming from? <laughs> the door is open. And uh, he's like quickly going right this way, sir. And he's like hustling, man. He's going fast. I think he thinks I'm in a hurry, you know. And uh, he's trying to get me there as quick as he could. Man, this fucking bathroom is on way on the other side of the floor. We're passing all these conference rooms, all these business areas, like all this other shit. And we finally get there. He's like, hold on. I'm going to go in. I'm going to find the best one for you. Wait right here. And so he walks in and he checks the farthest one. And he goes, okay, okay, this is the one. Use this one, okay? I'm like, all right. He goes, okay, have a good day, sir. And he walks away. I'm like, okay, great. So this whole thing turned into a big fucking shit show, literally. And so, uh. I'm putting my, I'm covering like the sensor with the toilet paper. Then I'm putting toilet paper down in the seat because there's no ass gaskets. And I turn around about to drop my pants and I see that there's wooden slats in the door and like they're fucking, what, like they're pushed. (laughs) They're like pushed open. I'm like, what the fuck? Like if anyone walks in, they're going to look right at me. 
So now I take some time to to organize these slats so that they're they're efficiently covering all the uh, the holes, all the spaces. Then I proceed to take my shit, and uh, you know it's a it's kind of a filthy shit. It's not a great one, but uh, I make do. <laughs> and then I'm done. I cross the hall again, past the the conference rooms, all the way to the other side of the floor to the elevator. Wait my turn. Go downstairs. Come back out. Cross the lobby, and I join my family. And my son, the first thing he says is. Wow, Dad, you took a long, long time pooping. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I had to go across the whole freaking hall. I had to follow this guy. I had to uh, put paper on the seat. I had to fix the wooden slats. It was a big process. Then I had to walk all the way across, wait for the elevator, come down. Yeah, right. Yeah, you took a long poop. <laughs> uh, all I was supposed to be was to go sneak off and take a quick shit. Then it turned into this whole elaborate thing involving all these different cast of characters. <laughs> oh, man. It's never easy, folks, my life. It's always some horseshit like that. All the time. Uh, anyway, I got one more story and talking shit, and then I can wrap this fucking thing up. This happened the other night. The wife and I went out, just the two of us, and we come home, and it was after dark. Uh, oh, we went to dinner with my cousin. And uh, my cousins, I guess, you can call, I guess you could say it. And we come home. She pulls into the drive. She backs into the driveway, and a fucking coyote runs past runs past uh, across the street and she's like, Oh, a coyote. I'm like, yep, there he goes. And then another one follows that coyote right after it. I was like, Holy fuck. I only see coyotes by themselves. I don't really see them together. I almost always exclusively see them solo. So I was very surprised to see that, but not long after here comes the third one. I was like, Holy shit. And then here comes a fourth one. And the fourth one runs into the road, looks at my wife and proceeds to shit in the middle of the road looking at her <laughs> like a, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and we're laughing. She's like, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. And he, he's not phased. He, he finishes his shit right in the middle of the road. And then he runs away. And shortly after that, the fifth coyote runs past us. I'm like, wow, dude. And I, I couldn't help to think, five coyotes. I wonder if maybe they're getting a little desperate for food. And so like, they, they work, are they working together to bring down larger prey? Should I be worried? Are they, if, they, if my son's outside or if I'm outside, are they going to try to take me down? They're all working together. I don't think I can fend off five coyotes. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's happening, man. I don't know if I like it. Eh, who cares? And that's been a talking shit. <laughs> And now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy that. That's a topic. Okay, I Fancy That is a segment in which I get to talk about something positive for a change. Something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. All right, uh, I don't really have much. Everything I, all the good things I talked about, I already mentioned it throughout the show. But um, I'll just kind of throw something together. Sure, why not? Oh, fuck, I do have one. All right, here we go. Uh, remember I discussed the bucket list, seeing a Firefly show, right, in, in the wild, in person, in real life. Never seen it in my whole life. I've always wanted to. So once we get to my cousin's house in South Carolina, like maybe the second or third night, it's dusk, 
and we're outside and dude it was a glorious firefly miracle it was fucking sick there was hundreds and hundreds of them out there sparkling and it was fucking awesome and we were all me and my wife were like wow look at that and then you know his wife's like you guys have never seen fireflies we're like no and she's like wow well yeah i guess it would be kind of magical to see it for the first time and she's like yeah they've always been around when i was a kid and it's like well not us and uh, i've been waiting for this moment for quite some time so everyone i finally got to see my firefly show isn't that wonderful it was pretty fucking cool it's pretty cool you might even say i fancy that all right and now it's time for the darker side of life that's right it's time for the fuck you moment in here we go Right, fucking moment is the opposite of fancy. It's where I get to talk about negative things. Something that makes me upset. Something that I don't like. Something to say fuck you to. All right, I got two of them real quick. First one. I asked my 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 cousin. I just had we had dinner with her the other night. Natalie, my cousin Natalie, and her girlfriend, Jasmine. They we went to dinner and they have a dog and I saw them go to a dog beach one time and one day. Uh oh. <coughs> One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit having thrown them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I saw her post a photo that they went to a dog beach. And, uh, you know, we were talking. Some dog beach I've never heard of. And we were talking, and she's like, yeah, I don't go to that Huntington Dog Beach. You know, that one's too, what word did she use? Like, she was all fucking snooty about it. That one's too uh, ghetto, whatever the fuck she said, or it's too blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, oh, excuse me. So I asked her, like, hey, uh, what what dog beach would you recommend if you say this one I go to is is shitty? And she's like, oh, it's, uh, it's called this and this and that. It's in Del Mar or some shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know where that is. And she's like, oh, it's near San Diego. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm going to drive to fucking San Diego to take my dogs to the beach. Really? That reminded me of the fucking lady that one time I went to a, a, a taco joint. And she's like, you know where there's really good tacos? Uh, some stranger. I never, I, we were just in line talking. There's really great tacos in Baja, California. It's like, oh, you, you, you mean Mexico, you fucking dumbass. Yeah, great. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation. Hey, guess what? You got a good pizza recommendation? Yeah, there's this great spot in New York. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> hey, you want a you want a good uh, a lobster roll? Sure. Yeah, there's a spot up in San Francisco. If you got about six hours of free time to drive up there, oh wait, you should make it thirteen to go up and come back down. You fucking morons. Come on, man. Don't recommend me something fucking hours away. What? It's only it's only an hour and a half away. Oh yeah. That's what she, that's the response to me was. Yeah, I want to go to the beach. I'm going to drive fucking three hour round trip plus traffic just to go to the beach. We live in Southern California, about 20 miles from the beach. And you want to drive three hours round trip. Go fuck yourself. All right. Go fuck all of you with your snooty recommendations. Get real. All right. You don't got to go drive across eight towns and eat some fancy fucking restaurant. All right. Hey, you know, you let's go get something to eat. Okay, there's a kind of a shitty spot, but it's close by. All right, that'll work. 
Oh, Jesus. Fucking Californians, man. I swear to God. Uh, all right. My next one. Yeah, listen to me. I, I travel to the south, and all of a sudden, I'm, de- I'm bad-mouthing Californians. You know what? This time, I, I went on vacation. I came home, and I was, I was okay with coming home. I'm like, yeah, all right. If I'm happy to be home. The other times where I went to Hawaii, I was like, this is depressing. Look at all this concrete. <laughs> Look at all these buildings. Look at all these roads. It was depressing. But uh, being out there in the humidity, I was like, yeah, it feels good to be home in this normal weather. Uh, anyway, so my, my other fuck you goes to ingrown hairs. You ever had one of these? Ugh, I have one on my, my fucking neck. And I have one on my chin. I don't know. I don't know how it's going. I don't know what's going on with me. Maybe it's just like a shaver that I'm using to trim my face. I don't know what's happening. But I had one in my underneath my chin, and it wouldn't go away. And I would like. I thought it was a pimple. I was like, I think this is an ingrown hair. It just won't stop. And one day, I fucking poked at it, and I like I I cut my skin open. <laughs> I'm digging around, and I pull out this long ass hair that was all curled up underneath my skin. I'm like, you son of a bitch. How gross. And so uh, I get rid of that one. It's like, all right, well, that, that, one, that must be what this fucking thing is in my neck that won't go away. It's like meatball that's underneath my skin. So the other night, I was like, all right, it's time for surgery there, Dr. James. And I, I actually, I literally grab a fresh razor blade on my box cutter. And I, uh, <laughs> I sterilize it with a match. <laughs> and I slice open my neck. And uh, after some digging around and fucking lots of digging around, I, I successfully pulled out three separate fucking hairs that are trapped underneath my skin. And now I got this scab in my neck and uh, it's healing now. But the point is, it's fucking, it, it, they, I don't know if there's a solution. I never looked anything up online. I just started digging around in my skin. It was probably stupid. I could potentially cause an infection and uh, maybe my whole face will get... Uh, it have to be removed or something. But um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm a moron. And that's what fixes it, apparently. So that's what I did. But yeah, look at me. Look at me taking matters in my old hands. But yeah, fuck you ingrown hairs. Dude, is there anything more annoying? It's like, how are you going to get that shit out of there? Is there a trick? You got a solution? Hey, why don't you let me know? The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So asshole recommendations that are uh, hours and hours away and ingrown hairs. Those two things. All right, all right, that'll do it. Oh, I feel my tummy a little rumbly. Oh, I think there's round two coming. Oh, mama. All right, enough's enough. Speaking of diarrhea, my diarrhea of the mouth has been solved. (laughs) Show's over. Uh, That's about it. I hope you found my travels somewhat interesting, informative, and uh, helpful. And maybe my pain did something to entertain you. And if that's the case, then I think we all are better off for it. We're all winners. All right. And as always, I'd like to leave you with the same fantastic advice that I always leave you with. And that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, 
keeps Georgia on my mind. Said in Georgia, Georgia, a song of you comes as sweet and clear as moonlight through the pines. The arms reach out to me. Other eyes smile tenderly. Still in the peaceful dreams, I see the road leads back to you. I said, Georgia. Just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Other arms reach out to me. Other eyes smile tenderly. In peaceful dreams, I see the road leads back to you. Whoa, Georgia, Georgia. No peace, no peace I find. Just an old. Sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. I said, just an old sweet song.